I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Go ahead. Make my day. There's no crying in baseball! Red, you go. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. All right, so. We are gas, food, and lodging. Gas. Uh, food. Lodging. <laughs> dun, dun, that dun. failed. Anyway. Should we start over? Take no. Two? No. Fuck that. Fuck it. Anyway. Why? Uh, so what we want to do here shit. is uh, do an hour on quotes. <laughs> we could do <laughs> like nine million hours on this. We wanted to talk right. about some of the Fa- more I'm, memorable movie well, quotes and some of our favorite quotes. Some of them are going to be like personal right. favorites and someone will be like, important cinematically. So let me just start, get this one done off the bat because we've talked about it in previous episodes. But if I didn't bring it up on this episode, I would be remiss. Okay. So Stand By Me. Uh, Stand By Me? I don't remember him ever saying Stand By Me. (laughs) I think he's talking about the movie, Pat. (laughs) Okay. What's this in that mo- can, buddy? The scene, this, this particular <laughs> is quote it just is Mel Yellow no, the, the best line in that movie is, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Mickey's a mouse, Donald's a duck. What the hell is Goofy? Yeah, yeah what the hell? <laughs> Goofy's a dog. Anyway, for me, person, for me personally, the reason this line of dialogue is important is because I'm a nerd. I grew up a wimpy guy who got beat up by a lot of bullies. Right, and you grew up to be a wimpy man. Whatever. That's who not continues the, and you're to, still a bully, but whatever. Right. But the point is, <laughs> therefore, it impacts me personally as uh, the idea of when the, the, the wimp stands up to the bully, that fantasy. Right. And that's exactly what that scene is. Is Kiefer Sullivan is the, the bully. Will Wheaton is the, the, the wimpy kid who's been pushed around by him. Right. And he finally gets pushed too far, and he's got a gun. Right. And he points the gun at him. And he's like, what are you going to do, shoot all of us? And he goes, no ways. No just, just you. you. And the I'm impact, having serious deja vu right now. The, I'm saying this was brought up in a previous episode. Right. But if Great I'm going to do an episode on Great movie line. quotes, I have to bring this one up again. Right. But I just, I'm pointing out that I think the reason for me personally that that, that is such a big line is because it is a personal kind of like fantasy of a wimpy kid standing up to a bully. Right. See, you know. for me with movie quotes, there's the famous line. Like, you know, maybe in Empire Strikes Back, where he says, no, I am your father. But the most memorable line but, is, I'd just as soon kiss a Wookiee. I can arrange that. Yeah. I mean, that sums up for the plot me, of the movie in When I ways. watch movies <laughs> over and over, I find other lines within the movies which are in some ways better or have more significance or meaning. But for me, when it comes to Empire Strikes Back, it's because it relates to Return of the Jedi. When Vader says to Luke... You know, you don't know the power of the dark side. If you only knew the power of the dark side. When he says that line, he says it with a lot of, like, authority. He says it with a lot of confidence. And he's telling Luke that he has a lot of power. He's he's trying to convince Luke to come to join him. He can do what he wants. He's not afraid of anybody. That's what Vader's saying. Vader is just running around that whole movie doing whatever the hell he wants. And everybody's terrified of him. Right. And he's trying to tell Luke, you know... I have this power, okay, and come and join me. Accepted, <laughs> Captain Nieder. So then you get to Return of the Jedi, and you get the one scene, the quiet little scene between Luke and Vader when Luke turns himself in, and Luke and Vader are talking there, and he's telling him, you know, you constructed your own lightsaber, and he calls he's him like Anakin. Very melancholy, right there. Yeah. They're right. very. It's a very quiet scene mm-hmm. it, compared to a lot of it's the other the stuff in the other movies. Yeah. And then Vader says to well, you know no, Luke, Luke is, says to him, Luke says to Vader, "You're not going to turn me into the Emperor. Turn right, me over to the right. Emperor." And Vader says, "You don't know the power of the dark side." Obi Wan once thought as you do. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. And when he says, when he says it, it, he's very despondent. It's very, it's very, yeah. it's very uh, uh, subdued. And I, in that I really scene, think because realize... the, the emperor is just a concept in in A New Hope, and then the emperor is is has one scene and is referenced in Empire, but the very beginning of Jedi now actually finally introduces this character, and all this time for the first two movies, you've built up how powerful Vader is, and you realize and he's just a puppet, and of he the is emperor. a puppet of the emperor, and, and he... that immediately gives 
gives so much fear and respect of what the emperor is. How right. powerful must when, this man when, be when, if Vader is just his right. puppet? When he says, you don't know the power of the dark side, he's saying to Luke that I'm just... Trapped. I'm, before, when I said it to you, I thought I was in control and you could come and join me and we could control the dark side. But now I'm telling it to you, I have to give you over to the Emperor because he's controlling me. Right. I'm just a puppet. Yeah. The when power he, of the when, dark side. The way he says it, there's so much in the, the two different ways that he says the exact same line. The beginning, yes, of Return of the Jedi when he gets off the ship and he tells the... Uh, the guy in charge there, he's all, you know, the, the, the emperor's coming here. And the guy's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> yes. And he's like, you know, I'm here to put you back on schedule. He does not share your optimistic <laughs> appraisal of the situation. Yeah. And he tell, you know, he's, he's not says, as forgiving <laughs> as I. Like, like, and the guy, you see him, he's like, gulp. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, I'm going, going to we'll, uh, we'll redouble our efforts. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. So, yeah, those are the lines. And just for the record, I remember. For, for everyone at home, I did not bring up Star Wars. That's true. Uh, well, well, yeah. but I think that's a valid one when we're talking about quotes. I, that's what the I'm way saying. That those two lines. Those are the are lines, mirrored, but opposite. You know I mean? That I start to remember right. or think about more as I watch a movie more and more. There's yeah, there's the ones that stand out, or initially, and then they you know like in right when we first when we first started talking about this, one of the movies that stuck out to me the most was Tombstone. Okay, it's one of my favorite movies. Your Huckleberry. Yeah, it's one of the best westerns of all time. Okay. If not the, the best. It's, it's a, a, it's a great film in all ways. It's also one of the most quotable movies ever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm your Huckleberry. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't carry a gun. I'm not saying you can't own a gun. I'm just saying you can't carry a gun in town. The whole <laughs> scene between uh, Kurt Russell and Billy Bob uh, Thornton, when he walks into the the uh, saloon, that that whole four minutes or whatever it is, is like one quote. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Are you going to skin that smoke wagon? And go, you know, are you just going to stand there and bleed? It's like the whole exchange between them is like you could quote any one of those lines and everyone would know exactly what you meant. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm getting real. I'm getting real. <laughs> I'm real scared, mister. You know what I mean? Christ almighty. It's like I'm sitting here playing cards with my brother's kids or something. You nerve wracking sons of bitches. Something on your mind? Just want to let you know you're sitting in my chair. <laughs> Is that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. Well, for a man that don't go healed, you run your mouth kind of reckless, don't you? No need to go healed to get the bulge on a tub like you. Is that a fact? Hmm. That's a fact. Well, I'm real scared. Damn right you're scared. I can see that in your eyes. All right, man, go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Listen, mister, I'm getting awful tired of your... I'm getting tired of your gas. Now jerk that pistol and go to work. <clears throat> I said throw down, boy. Oh! something or just stand there and bleed no I didn't think so right. <laughs> just so. that yeah just that whole thing and then one of the scenes um, where uh, shit one of the guys shoots the sheriff in the street after he's been smoking all the opium you know what I mean And he puts a gun against his head and he goes your friends might get me in a rush, but not before I turn your head in a canoe. Right? Yeah, you know? that's right. So, I mean, you know, and the whole hell's coming with me thing at the end. Yeah, I, I th yeah Tombstone really is, is one of the most quotable movies, like, ever. Well, yeah. I'll get to one later where right, my yeah. favorite quote that's one of the least quotable quotes in the movie, but it's my personal favorite. What's that? Well, I'll come back to that. Oh, yeah, he wants to come back to it. Well, yeah, because it's like, I want to get, I, I made a list here, and I'm and it was Making deliberately not a list, Jagging it twice. So here's a line that's one of those very famous lines to the point where a lot of people know this line and, and don't know any of the context of the line. They just know the line. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. Make my day. Right. Uh, I deliberately went back and rewatched the scene. And um, in, in, you know, in 30 years, it hasn't aged well because it's vaguely racist. 
but uh, but uh, it's a great scene where it's, it's right. Sudden Impact, nineteen eighty three. Clint Eastwood. Do you know the scene? Yes. He walks into the coffee shop, and everyone's looking around like tense, and you don't know why. And and the waitress is just dumping sugar in his coffee for right. like a minute, looking around, and everyone's just kind of casually, very uncomfortably looking at each other. And Callahan has no idea what the fuck's going on. Right. And then he picks up the coffee and he walks out the door and he takes one sip and spits it out because it's full of a fucking quart of sugar. Right. And he's like, what the fuck? And he turns around and all of a sudden all the signs are being turned to close. And he's like, oh, something's going on in there. And then cuts back inside and like there's like three guys robbing the place and they've all been sitting there casually with the guns under the table when the cop was there. Right. That's real good. Keep them quiet for the cop. But I want all your money, all your jewels, all your watches, wallets. Right. And it's the robbery scene in fucking the end of Pulp Fiction kind of thing. Right. And then they turn around and Callahan's just standing there and he's like, you know, 10 years I've been coming here and she gives me a black coffee. Today, she puts some sugar in it. A lot of sugar. And I just come back to complain. (laughs) 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 And it's like, and they're like, they're like, you know, you know, know, what are you going to do, suck it? And he's like, he's like, well, I can't, we just can't let you walk out of here. It's like, what do you mean we? Smith and Wesson and me. Right. <laughs> There's another Dirty Harry movie. Um, I don't know if it's the same film. He did multiple movies of the same character, right? Yeah. The, Sunday Impact is the fourth of five. Right. There are five Dirty Harry movies. But the other one was like, did he shoot five bullets? Yeah, that's in the first and the second film. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's twice at the beginning and the end of I the... I gots f- to know. I gots to know. It's in a scene early in the first film and then, late, and then, and then the ending. The first one is foreshadowing the ending. And then it's used as the intro to the second film. Right. I know what you're thinking, punk. You're thinking, did he fire six shots or only five? Now, to tell you the truth, I forgot myself and all this excitement. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and will blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Quotable quotes. Yeah, Clint Eastwood is a very intense actor. He, he, because, I mean, how much does he barely talk in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Did you guys see Gran yeah. Torino? I haven't no, seen it. No, I haven't oh seen that movie. Oh, my God. Man. Yeah. So oh, good. He's oh, so sure. good in that movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it, it's the, dude, well, talking Westerns, I mean, have you seen, um, God, I just blinked on the name of it. Well, there's the three movies. There's a fistful of dollars for no, a few no, dollars no, no, more no. and a good, the bad, and no, the ugly. No, late trilogy. 80s, early 90s, that one. Unforgiven. Oh, Pale yeah. Rider or Unforgiven? Unforgiven. Not right. Pale Rider. Pale Rider's okay. He actually directed that with oh Morgan God. Freeman. Unforgiven. That's yeah. like a good so piece of good. hickory. Yeah. Right. Dude. Dude. <laughs> there's a quote. <laughs> All right. See, that's, that's I'm just going to, yeah. I'm gonna Young Guns was another movie for me that had a lot of memorable quotes. In it, you know, like the scene where they're. I think I need to have a movement. Yeah, the scene where they're in the house and, and the whorehouse and they're running downstairs because the mob's outside. And Christian Slater's like, "They said my name." You know, where they're doing the peyote. You guys see the size of that chicken? Did you guys see the size of that chicken? <laughs> they can't see us. They can't see us. We're in the spirit world, asshole. <laughs> Hold steady now. I got some. Buckshot my elbow makes my right arm kind of whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I just love both those movies, Young yeah. Guns and Young Guns 2. So, I like them. Yeah. Very Good quotable movies. movies. I mean, some of the more famous movie quotes of all time, like one of them that I think I sent to you guys when we originally started talking about this idea was uh, the Cool Hand Luke quote. So, what we've got here is... It is a failure. Failure to communicate. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. And I don't like it any more than you men. And at the end, he I'll just go and... I, can you spoil it. a movie that's like 60 years old? No. Okay, at the go. end when he's yeah. mocking the guy, right. and then he catches a fucking bullet right in the yeah. chest. Yeah. yeah, that's just fucking that great movie, Cool and Luke's dude. a fucking great, great, movie. Great, great movie. Great movie. Um, yeah. So if we're going to go back, here's, here's one of the more important quotes in movie history. Okay, when adjusted for inflation, this is still one of the biggest films of all time. Okay, and it was a huge controversy because the studio... 
was going to change the final line of the film from what it is in the book that it's based on. Very well-known, very famous novel that was then made into one of the biggest movies of all time. Like I said, box office gross is adjusted for inflation, puts it still in, you know, the, near the top. Can I just say okay. it before you say it? The line is, <laughs> frankly, my dear, I don't care. That is not what the line is, but that's what the right. studio was going to make it. Right. Are and you it, saying that he ad-libbed it or no, improvised? No. A la Harrison the, Ford, Empire Strikes Back? No, not at all. Okay. The line that he actually put in, that actually finally made it into the movie, is directly from the book. It's the ending of the book. Right. And there was a huge outcry when they said, oh, no, they're going to censor that line, so they're going to make it I don't care. Okay, because up until that point, there was no profanity in film. There were standards. There was, there were, you know, they had a code. The Hayes Code. The Hayes Code. Okay, and it was a huge deal that he says, I don't give a damn. That was a big fucking deal right. when that movie came out. Um, you know, and it's, it's one of those milestones in movie history where things change. I think the shower scene in Psycho is another one of those big milestones in movie history. You know, yeah. there's a handful of movies I can talk about. Where nothing's the same after that kind where of thing. Nothing's the same yeah. after that. The ending of the first Terminator film. I think is a landmark in movie history because up until the first Terminator, when you killed the villain, he was fucking dead. Well, unless it was a horror movie. No, that's what I'm saying is in the original Terminator, he has, they got to kill him three fucking times. And that, and then that happens like in a lot of movies after that where, you know, no, you're wrong when you say in horror movies because no, Jason's not in the first Friday the 13th, it's his mother. Right, but he's man, in the second in the eight one. Subsequent in, movies. No, that's my <laughs> point. It's not until part five that he is brought animated and brought back to life and is now an immortal monster. That's part six, but yeah. yeah part six. No, it's five. You know, five isn't even Jason. Oh, you're right. You're right. Six. Exactly. Six. Five's wow. not even Jason. Wow, Pat, I didn't know <laughs> no, that about right. you. No, no, I just I had right. no idea. <laughs> but the point <laughs> is, that's post Terminator. Pat knows his horror. Yeah, I know my horrors. I mean, horror. Well, I knew that too. I just misspoke. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm right. saying there are certain films where you a quote, misspoke. we've discussed it before. I, th- right. I, I kind of agree with what you're saying there, Roland, because, there, there are landmarks. yeah, it was, uh, you know, you bring the villain back three times before you kill him. And there are a lot of other movies after that horror movies specifically where, yeah, you know, the, you got to kill, kill the villain more than once. once. Right. Yeah. And, and before the Terminator, that didn't happen. Right. Terminator was the first. Like at the end of that. Scream. When he's all, this is the part where... <laughs> Careful. This is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. It's the other guy jumps up and... She's all, not in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go. There's another good quote. All right, so I'm going to let you go off for five minutes after I give you this line. Oh. This is my personal favorite line from this film. I won't even say what film. I'm just going to quote the line. Okay. But there are a million yeah, other lines in this movie that are more quotable. Like a ten-minute intro to one line. Well, no, yeah. because Mike's going to go off now for ten minutes after I say this single <laughs> line. Yeah. And this line is brilliantly written, but then it's very brilliantly delivered with perfect comic timing by the actor who says it. And the line is... In accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been. That's Donnie's funeral in oh, The Big yeah. Lebowski. Oh. Goodman's delivery of that line is oh, perfect. Yeah, right. Because no, it's I like, understand. here's this guy, who, Donnie, who loved bowling. It's like they barely right. even know the guy. <laughs> yes. They barely even know him. Right. And he then spends he the whole to, movie telling to, him to shut the fuck up. And, and he proceeds to dump the ashes and all, then, over, all, over, all, over, all over the dude. Dude. And, right. and that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's the, the, the sadness of Donnie's character is that he's, he's told to shut the fuck up through the whole movie. There's literally zero character development for his character on purpose so that when he dies, it's like, it's not even a tragedy. Yeah, you don't give a shit. Yeah. And and he's like... Talk about one of the most quotable movies of all time. In accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been. (laughs) You're like, fuck. Yeah, they don't (laughs) even know. Yeah, talk about one of the most quotable movies of all time. The Big Lebowski definitely has its moments. So many. (laughs) You think the carpet pissers did this? Well... There's just no way to know, is there, dude? I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. You want a toe? I can get you a toe. Believe me. There are ways, dude. But you don't want to know about it, believe yeah, me. Yeah, but Walter. Hell, I can get you a toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. I would have uh, fucked you in the ass Saturday. 
I'll fuck you in the ass the next Wednesday instead. Woo! You got a day Wednesday, baby! Monty Python and the Holy Grail is like a highly quotable okay. movie. Okay, hold on, because oh, that's geez. my next. Hold on, go, here's my next one. Favorite quote from that one. I fought and, in your gentle direction. And after the spanking, the oral, oral sex. sex. <laughs> and as great as the TV edit of that, you right. can say sex, but you can't say oral. So they bleep the oral, and so there's a pause, and she's like, "And after the spanking, the sex." sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the whole scene with. <laughs> when they ride up to the castle. And he's got, where did you get the coconuts? We have ridden the length and breadth of the land in search of knights who will join me in my court at Camelot. I must speak with your lord and master. What? Ridden on a horse? Yes. You're using coconuts. What? You've got two empty halves of coconut and you're banging them together. So? We have ridden since the snows of winter covered this land. Through the kingdom of Mercia, through... Where'd you get the coconuts? We found them. Found them? In Mercia, the coconut's tropical. What do you mean? Well, this is a temperate zone. The swallow may fly south with the sun, or the house martin or the plover may seek warmer climes in winter, yet these are not strangers to our land. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? Not at all. They could be carried. What? A swallow carrying a coconut? It could grip it by the husk. It's not a question of where he grips it. It's a simple question of weight ratios. A five-ounce bird could not carry a one-pound coconut. Well, it doesn't matter. Will you go and tell your master that Arthur from the court of Camelot is here? Listen, in order to maintain airspeed velocity, a swallow needs to beat its wings 43 times every second, right? Please! Am I right? I'm not interested. It could be carried by an African swallow. Oh, yeah, an African swallow may be, but not a European swallow, that's my point. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Will you ask your master if he wants to join my court at Camelot? But then, of course, uh, African swallows are non-migratory. Oh, yeah. So they couldn't bring a coconut back anyway. Wait a minute. Supposing two swallows carried it together? No, they don't have it on a line. Well, simple. They just use a strand of creeper. What, held under the dorsal guiding feathers? Well, why not? <laughs> no, the brilliance of that scene is the brilliance of the entire film, and it is the brilliance of Monty Python in general, is that they didn't have the budget for horses. Right. There's one horse in the whole movie that's the quick scene that like cuts down the, the, the historian who's like giving right. his little speech, and then the uh, knight comes and kills him, right? Yeah. Um, they didn't have the budget to have any real horses. But rather than just, oh shit, we don't have the budget for horses, let's make let's the make biggest running right. fucking gag of the movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that actually could be easily be the quote, most quotable movie of all time. Oh yeah, Holy Grail. If, you if, you're if anyone listening to this has not seen Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail, um, fuck you. <laughs> if you did. Turn this off and go watch if that now. If you don't chew Big Red. I'm Ricky Bobby. If you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. There are those who call me Tim. Tim? Tim. <laughs> Her questions is like, Tim? <laughs> oh, what sad times are these where passing ruffians can say knee to old women at will. <laughs> I'm, I'm not <laughs> Yes, you are. You'll I'm be dead a shrubber. Minute. You'll be stone dead in a minute. Roger the shrubber. I feel happy. <laughs> when, when they're, they're burn I'm 37. The I'm not old. He's all, how, how do we know when she's made out of wood? I said that line so many times during that My year favorite my line life. in that movie is when they're going to burn the witch, and they're like, how do you know she's made out of wood? And he's all, build a bridge out of her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the? Build a bridge out of her. Tell me, what do you do with witches? <laughs> and what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! Wood! So, why do witches burn? Because they're made of wood. Good. <laughs> so, how do we tell whether she is made of wood? Build a bridge out of her. Ah, but can you not also make bridges out of stone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, therefore, if that she weighs as much as a duck. duck. She's made out of wood, yeah. so she'll burn, so therefore she's a witch. Right, and she's like, well, perfect logic. Though. She's like, seems fair. <laughs> she no, say she that? says yeah. it isn't fair at all. No, I thought she said it seems fair. I don't know. No, she says something like, well, there's justice for you or something, something like that. that. Yeah. She's like, sure. <laughs> it's a fair <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Anyway. <laughs> There's so much in that movie. The brave Sir Lancelot, the not quite so brave as yeah. Sir Lancelot, Boldly and the very aptly named Sir Not Appearing in This Film. <laughs> he was not afraid to die. Brave, oh, brave, brave Sir Robin. Robin. Yeah, <laughs> Sir Happily Not Appearing in This Film. <laughs> And just at that crucial moment, the animer... <laughs> the animer yeah. had a heart attack. It's Terry Gilliam's, uh, one yeah. of his cameos. Right. You know this Gilliam as the uh, bridge keeper? Yeah, that's Before right. Before you pass the bridge to me, Tim, you answer these questions I thought me. that was John Cleese. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do the, uh, the, the holy hand grenade. <laughs> the holy hand like, grenade of Antioch. Thou shalt count us to three, thou shalt not count us to four, four. nor shalt thou count us to two, unless you proceed on to three. Five is right out. And the Lord spake, saying... First shalt thou take out the holy pin, then shalt thou count to three, no more, no less. Three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. Four shalt thou not count, neither count thou two, excepting that thou then proceed to three. Five is right out. <laughs> Anyway, so those of you who haven't seen that movie probably think we're very silly. Oh, just because it is. Dude, the opening credits alone about the llamas. Wick. Also also Wick. Yeah, my sister was once bitten by a moose. (laughs) Nasty bite it was. Anyway, Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail. Oh, my gosh. Uh, If you haven't watched it, don't listen to our show anymore. Quotable Uh, quotes. Oh, my gosh. But uh, another (laughs) famous quote. Great quote. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. yep. That by the way was a great when line. I play the clip at the end of the other episode, the smile is Right, of smile you son of a they cut the bitch. No, they he, don't. He, the he explosion's there. He says He pulls bitch, the trigger. But the explosion is It's not the, the explosion, time. it's him pulling the trigger on the rifle. So okay. he says, smile, you son of a... And he says, B. And just right. at that point, he pulls right. the trigger so on the right. So you're listening to it, you he hear says him say bitch. bitch. Yes. But, right, but you, you don't, don't hear, you don't it, hear it, it because of the sound no, of the rifle. you do hear it if you're paying attention. It's there know. distinctly it's, there. It's, okay. it's under okay. the sound of the rifle fire, for sure. It's deliberately... Yes. I'll admit, I've only really seen that movie on TV, which means they probably edited it. I mean, I never saw it I don't know, but I just put the clip into our previous episode, and it's definitely there. I just remember the scenes that they edited because... You know, like the scene where they're doing the autopsy, and then like he goes and he picks up like the leg. They cut that on TV, and and then there's the other scene where the guy gets bitten out on the like the lagoon part, and his leg floats to the bottom to the of the the water. They cut that part, and I remember seeing those in later times where they cut the shark open and the license plate falls out. Yeah, they they they, kind of edit some of that for the TV, and that's what I remember seeing because when you know. When I finally saw the movie, like basically yeah, unedited, right. I remember those scenes stood out to me because I hadn't seen hadn't them seen before. Them. Right. Sure. How about okay. this one? Go ahead. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that entire scene. That whole exchange, that whole that scene. Whole scene. Colonel, I have just one more question before I call Airman O'Malley and Airman Rodriguez. If you gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched, and your orders are always followed, then why would Santiago be in danger? Why would it be necessary to transfer him off the base? Santiago was a substandard Marine. He was being transferred. That's not what you said. You said he was being transferred because he was in grave danger. That's correct. You right. said he was in danger. I said grave danger. You said, is there I any recall other... what I, I said. I can have the court reporter read back to you. I know what I said. I don't have to have it read back to me like I'm... Why the two orders? Colonel? Sometimes men take matters into their own hands. No, sir. You made it clear just a moment ago that your men never take matters in their own hands. Your men follow orders or people die. So Santiago shouldn't have been in any danger at all, should he have, Colonel? You snotty little bastard. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. The court will wait for an answer. If Lieutenant Kendrick gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched, then why did he have to be transferred? Colonel? Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do. Object! And when it went bad, you cut these guys loose! Your Honor, you had markets inside a bony transfer! Your Honor, you doctored the logbook! Damn it, Captain! You coerced the doctor! Consider yourself in contempt! Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. 
You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did. Here's the thing. That's a film that um, every time it's ever been on television that I'm channel surfing by it. There's not been a single time, no matter where I came in, if I'm five minutes into the He's movie or before. an hour and a half into the right. movie, I can't We're turn talking it away. about a few good men, Tom to Cruise, Jack Nicholson. By uh, the way, Tom Cruise, Jack, but I mean Demi, Demi Moore. Demi Moore is very, um, very good in that. And, uh, and that's before comedian. she what fucked up her face name? with all that plastic surgery stuff. The comedian, he's also in Usual Suspects. You know, uh, the cocksucker. Um, God, why am I blanking on his name? Number one, step forward. <sighs> Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Anyway, yes, the entire. But I mean, I'm saying that scene is amazing, but you really have to have really seen the movie up till there to really get. The power of how well... That's Tom Cruise at the top of his game. Kevin Elliott Pollock is an American actor. Kevin, Elliot Kevin Pollock. Pollock. Yeah. Um, um, Tom Cruise is a superstar, you know, for good reason. I mean, he he's a weirdo in, real, in the real world. We can talk about all of that. <laughs> Fine. But that doesn't change the fact that that's one of the films where he's, like, at the top of his game. I remember when um, Eyes Wide Shut came out. It was a big deal that it was Kubrick, Cruise, Kidman... You know, it was a big deal for them as in, as part of their career to have done a Stanley Kubrick film, but it was a financial loss for Kubrick. It was the first movie he'd made that didn't break 100 million in a while. He had like I think it's five films in a row: The Firm, uh, Few Good Men, The First Mission Impossible. I'm trying to remember what they are, but there were like five films in a row he did that broke the 100 million mark, which in the early 90s was still a very significant mark to break at the box office. And Tom Cruise is one of the most bankable stars in the world. Yeah. And Few Good Men is one of those movies. And he's at the top of his game. And then Jack Nicholson is just fucking Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and he got Best Supporting Actor nomination. I don't know if he won for that. But Nicholson's amazing in that. Well, Tom Cruise owns him in that movie. He does. It's he does. so good. So. You fucked with the wrong Marine. I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude. Oh, uh, speaking of Tom Cruise, you got Top Gun. There's, I feel the need for speed. But the the line that I love in that movie is uh, Goose's wife, where she's all, uh, "Goose, you big you stud, stud, take you me to, to bed, bed or lose, lose me forever." forever. I love that line. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that movie, but I love that. You line. don't like that movie? Well, it, that movie is only okay. kidding me. No, Top Gun's only okay. Uh, no, hey, it's got Michael Ironside, so it can't be all that. It does have Michael Ironside, who does indeed elevate the film. As soon as he walks on screen, Val Kilmer, as always. But yeah, Val Kilmer's in film. It's not an okay film. It's an iconic fucking movie. It's film. Fuck the both of you. I forget the. I know. I'm searching for a word, but what ends up on ER? The other actor, Goose. Who's Goose? Isn't he in Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Yep. But, Anthony, uh, Anthony Michael Hall? No. no. Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards, yes. Yeah. He's in Red Nerds, Top Gun, and then he's a long time on, on ER, ER, which is funny. It's, that also has... Um, Top Gun George is Kennedy. one of the most iconic no, movies the of the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Actually yeah. If you, fucking, uh, Top Gun kind of defines the 80s in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's a very definitive 80s great, film. Great movie, there's another iconic movie from the 80s, Lost Boys. 
Yeah. Where he's Lost all, uh, you're eating maggots, Michael. Eating maggots, Michael. The, the end of Lost Boys, and I always, I can't remember how the line goes, but the grandpa says the very last line of the movie, oh, too many damn I, vampires. No, whatever the They're in Santa town. Cruz. No, it's not a fictional town. Yeah, no, it is. It's a fictional oh, town. Well, it was filmed in Santa Cruz. It was filmed in Santa, Santa, filmed Santa, Santa right. Cruz, but he calls it like Santa Clara. Right. Something that's not quite a West Coast name, but yeah. sounds right. like it would be. And he's like, it's a problem with Santa Clara. I don't know if he all says too many damn vampires or too damn many. No, he just says all the damned vampires. Yeah. That's one of the great last line of movies. One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach. All the damn vampires. I'm trying to think of a last line of it. Other than Frankie and I don't give a damn. Another movie that ends with just a Just a last great line. Chinatown? Well, like maybe Planet of the Yeah, Chinatown. Maltese Falcon? What are you going to do, Frank? It's Chinatown. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Yeah, but Planet of the Apes. You blew it up. Yeah, that was our planet. That's not even the best quote in that movie, though. When he he finally talks, he says, get your hands off me, you damn Damn dirty dirty ape. ape. (laughs) You stinking paws off me, you damn dirty dirty ape. ape. That's a good line. Uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. I'll miss you most of all. There really is no place I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. (laughs) Good lines in those. Just ignore the the man behind the curtain. (laughs) So if we're going to go... well-quoted, well-known single line that, that people just know whether or not they know any specific film because it's, it's actually used in a series of films. Here's an old, old quote, which is elementary, my dear Watson. Yeah. Right. That's Sherlock Holmes is, very, which yeah, is not older even, than dirt. Honestly, that's not even a quote as much as it's a catchphrase. Yeah. Right. You know, True. This is used in a lot of places. Right. Like, I have so, a bad feeling about this. <laughs> um, so actually, there's a distinction between a catchphrase and a quote because a quote true. elevates, a spe- makes you rem- bring back quote a specific is a one-time scene. thing. Correct. Right. Right. That has some kind of impact because of right. That scene. So I'll be back. Is I'll be back is a it, quote in Terminator, but when you he uses it in, in T2, it becomes a catchphrase. Right. Well, no, it's already been used more than that. Well, yeah, it gets you, he used it commando. in other, in like Commando. Used commando. Well, this, so what I'm saying is the he, first time he uses it, it in, in, um, it's Last just a Action quote. Hero. Right. But later on, it now has become meta. a... Remember? Remember Meta? Yeah. yeah. It's like the, uh, the scene between Han and Leia when they're about to freeze him in the carbonite. Oh, mm-hmm. I love and you. when they feel that... I know. Well, when they filmed that <laughs> scene, the line was, I love you, I love you. And they filmed it, and they did like 20 fucking takes of it, and it just wasn't working. And, and so Solo. she, yeah, so yeah, she says, I love you. He looks at her, he goes, I know. And it's just a great fucking line. Right. And then they use it again in and Jedi. Jedi. And the way, uh, yeah, they yeah. mirror it in when Jedi. When he says, I love you to her, and she and says, she goes, I know. I know. She's got the gun so, right. But that, <laughs> I mean. That's so great. That's yeah. And it, it, it is. And <laughs> so that's when a quote becomes not a quote, when they use it more than once. Right. But, it a but it's, right. yeah, <laughs> true enough, true enough. Okay, so here's one that's, that's. Harrison Ford again, since yeah. you mentioned Harrison Ford. My next quote is a Harrison Ford quote, and that is Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open the fucking thing up, and he's like, snakes. snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Right. <laughs> and then what's Asp. the name redid? Asp. Asp. Very, Very dangerous. dangerous. You go, you go first. first. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, who is it? John Rhys Davies? Yeah, John Rhys Davies. He's uh, Treebeard and uh, Gimli in the Lord Gimli. of the Rings movies. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess part of it is there's... Like the line, like I guess a quote, like there's the one line where one person says, but then sometimes there's like quotes where it's maybe like two lines. One person says one thing and one person says another. Like the I love you, I know, right. two people. Right. So. Um, where there's an exchange. Right, an exchange. And I'm, I'm, I'm and blanking. And blanking on what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blanking. I had a point, but somebody It was somewhere. It. How dare you guys also there. talk during the show that should be about you and yeah, not let you finish all your thoughts. Well, here's some quotes. <laughs> like, War Games has one of my favorite quotes of all time in movies. When they're uh, trying to disable the computer at the end, and then the general guy goes, "I'd piss on the uh, I'd piss on the damn spark plug if I thought it'd do any good." <laughs> well, actually, the great I quote that the, line. the great quote to that movie isn't even spoken it's, by a human; it's, it's spoken, spoken by the end. computer. Right. Where he's like, right. "Greetings, Professor Falcon." Greetings, Professor Falcon. Hello, Joshua. James Gane. The only winning move is not to play. How about a nice game of chess? It sums up the entire film. The only winning move is not to play. If you want to talk about great quotes by 
machines, then you would have to throw in, what are you doing, Dave? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, what Dave? What are you doing, Dave? Dude, it's just so creepy because, is, because he really calm. wants to know what the fuck he's right. doing, too. And there's just you zero emotion I mean? in that place. It's a legit question, like, yeah. what? Dave. I really think I'm entitled to an answer to that question. He should say, what the fuck are you doing, Dave? You know, because he really wants yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. Hal is so menacing in that. Yes. Because yeah, he's, yeah. he's just, very scary. He's just dude. a computer. It's funny because he's the more memorable part of the movie, but he's the subplot. Well, it's yeah. good because you know he's got no conscience of any kind. None, it's a machine. And it's a machine, and yeah. he's just going to do what is, what is logical. What he's right. supposed to do. You know what I mean? And right. he doesn't fucking care, dude. I've still got the greatest enthusiasm and confidence in the mission. And I want to help you. Yeah, it's 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 unnerving. I love the whole part where he's I, I think disabling Hal and he's singing the song Daisy. The first movie to really um, um, yeah. kind of present that idea, the, 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 the frightening side of AI. Like where computers are going. That up until then, right. you know, the future was all bright sunshine. Oh, the future is going to be awesome. You know, when you think of what Tomorrowland was when Disney first opened in the fifties. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the, in the 50s and 60s, when everybody talked about tomorrow, the future. Oh, the year 2000. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have flying cars and shit. And 2001, I think, is the beginning of this mentality of. Maybe the future isn't going to be so great. Maybe technology is not that. And and you get Blade Runner, which is is a, an entire genre now of cyberpunk. It's I think that it's and, it's recognition of the future was far more accurate than anything else right. because some things are way advanced and other things you're still eating noodles out of a foam bowl. Well, but in the garbage Isaac Asimov, industry, you know Isaac I mean? Asimov has a great right. quote where he says, um, "The problem is that technology is advancing faster." than mankind's wisdom on how to use it. Right. Yeah. So to get back to the, the tagline movie quote thing. Sure. So if there's like a quote in a movie or it's almost like a speech and then he keeps doing it like throughout the movie, is it still a quote or is it a tagline? Well, catchphrase is the term. Right. So, um, hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. Montoya. <laughs> you kill my father. You kill my father. <laughs> That's a catchphrase. Yeah. Prepared to die. The, the right. best line in that movie is inconceivable. Yeah. Why do you keep using Have that word? Have fun storming the castle. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> there, there's a movie with a lot of great when quotable lines. When he finally lines. finds, Bride? yeah. Oh when he, God. oh God, when he finally finds a six-fingered man right. and he's chasing him around the castle and he's like, "Hello," <laughs> and you know he comes through the door. He's like, "Hello." <laughs> he just he is stop saying that. He gets all pissed off. There's so much good about that movie. Oh my right. God. One of the greatest... Well, uh, you mentioned how, how the Lion Empire is ad-libbed. Here's another ad-libbed line that I put on my list here, which is in Aliens with Bill Paxton. It's like, fuck do we do now, man? Game over, oh, man. man. Game, Game over. over. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an, an ad-libbed ad line? That's an ad-libbed line. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's that. like, what the fuck do we do now, man? It's like, you know, everything's gone what to was shit. His right? actually, like, what was his actual well, line? Like, he, well, he has a whole little diatribe there. Right. And that's just thrown into it as an ad-lib. He's yeah. like, Game over, man. Right. Game over. I got another one. There's no crying there's, in baseball. There's no crying. Right? There's no crying in food, dude. No Tom Hanks crying. is so good in A League of Their Own. Dude, Tom, but Gina yeah. Davis is so Gina, good. It's Gina Davis's movie, it but is. Tom Hanks is really good in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As the drunk, surly baseball well, coach that gets stuck coaching of, the girls' team. He's all pissed off about of it. When you talk about like how good Nicholson is, but he's only a part of A Few Good Men. Right. Fucking John Lovitz. At the beginning of a, of a League of Their Own, he's right. ju he's just like the talent scout or whatever yeah. the hell he is. And he's hilarious. He's so good at playing an asshole. But he is. <laughs> but he's one of those guys where you couldn't take him for a whole movie. And so I think brilliantly, Ron Howard uses him. Not, it's not Ron Howard. It's a, a Penny Marshall. Right. It's Gary Marshall references either way. Right. But he, he uses John Lovitz just enough in the beginning of that movie that he's freaking hilarious. So speaking of Ron Howard, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was an actual go. quote from what the astronaut oh, yeah. said. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the Very smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, yeah. You smell it! Yeah. Napalm, son! Nothing else in the world smells like that! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You know, one time we had a hail bomb? For 12 hours, when it was all over, I walked up. 
We didn't find one of them, not one stinking pink body. Smell! You know that gasoline smell! The whole hill! Smells like... Victory. There's a god of good ones. There's, you know. there's a lot of good ones. Um, Say oh. hello to my little friend. <laughs> That's Okay. Talking about stepping stones, because we talked about Tarantino last time. Right. Tarantino wrote Natural Born Killers. It's directed by Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone wrote Scarface, which was directed by Brian. I did not Brian, know that. Written, directed by Brian De Palma. I did not know that Oliver Stone wrote that. Yes. That's, that's kind of the beginnings of his career. The greatest trick the devil do. ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Yeah. There's, yeah. And, and like that. And he's gone. Yeah. When he kisses his fingers. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of good Kaiser Soze quote, verbal can't quotes. Um, but here's, a, here's another uh, actual Jack Nicholson one. If we go back a little further. The best line in this film is never spoken out loud. You just read it over and over and over again. But the most quoted line, here's Johnny. Right. Where he <laughs> takes the axe through the bedroom, bathroom yeah. door, sticks right. his face in. And obviously it's making reference to Ed McMahon on The Tonight Show. But it's like, oh, yeah. Nicholson's very disturbing in that film. <laughs> but the best line in that movie is yeah. not dialogue. All work and no play. All work and no play makes Jack, Jack a dull boy. boy. That scene is Kubrick's own. That is not in Stephen King's story. Right. Right. That's Stephen King, Stephen King and Stanley hates Kubrick that. I wonder, did not get along. I wonder no, who had to sit King there and type that. that. <laughs> they, they must have hired somebody to well, type it's all that out. Have you ever seen, uh, what movie is it? Fearless? Yeah. With there, Jeff Bridges? There's, yes, there's a there's a it. scene in that that mirrors that where she's looking at all his paintings. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember how, but I mean, uh, but I'm watching the scene in Fearless, thinking, oh my God, this is, this is all work and no joke, no play makes Jack a dull boy. It's that scene. Right. Yeah. There's a few scenes in, in Fearless that very much remind me of different Kubrick movies. Like I don't know who directed it, but it, somebody so was a fan of Kubrick. Shaken not stirred would be a. Tagline. A catchphrase. <laughs> a catchphrase, yeah. Okay, what's the difference between Bond, a catchphrase and a tagline? A tagline is something used to advertise a film. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's not a line of dialogue. A tagline is, this time, it's personal. You know, something like that. That's a, tag- that's that's a, a tagline. Yeah. In a world where Roland takes everything personally. But yeah, yippee ki motherfucker. I mean, that... There's a great quote. That becomes right. a catchphrase, though, a catchphrase, but it's, because of the but other it's, movies. It's initial usage of that is how he's Just making fun of him. Mr. Mystery Guest. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open a front door for me. No, I'm afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So what do you got to say to that? And he goes, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> you know. Here's looking at you, kid. Oh, there's another <coughs> classic quote. Oh, oh, that movie's full of them. Play it again, Sam. Bah, ah, ah, but I must bring that up. That line is not out in the movie. He says, you played it for her, you can play it for me, play it. He doesn't say, play it again, yeah. Sam. That's what everybody right. quotes. The Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Teacher Lewis, says, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, yeah, there's a there's good There's a lot line. of Casablanca... There's a lot of lines. Casablanca's got a lot of great quotes. Yeah. Round yeah. up the usual suspects. That, yep. that's, that's a where Casablanca the film, lie. Yeah. yeah, that's where that right. film gets the title. From Casablanca. Play it, Sam. Play as time goes by. Yep. Okay. Teacher says that when a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Yeah, that is uh, A Beautiful Life, 1941. I don't know. I find that movie to be sappy. Today, Not I consider a... myself to be the luckiest man on the face of the earth. <laughs> All right. Dead so, silence there. Well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys go for a while because I only got one more on my list. They call this radio silence. And it's one of radio those uh, dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. I mean, we could literally go on all night like this. We could. We Why don't, don't you to. send I, some? Because I'm going to stick some of the a bunch of these quotes into this episode. A boy's that. best friend is his mother. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. a good quote. There, oh. I'm going to take you down to the fruit cellar. It's like, what am I a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, uh, Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, me, aren't you? Aren't you? No, it's the pause. Aren't you? Aren't you? One of the best of all time. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is a war room. Yes. <laughs> yes, Dr. Strangelove. There's a movie with a bunch of good quotes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Survival kit contents check. In them you will find 145 caliber automatic, two boxes of ammunition, four days concentrated emergency rations, one drug issue containing antibiotics, morphine, vitamin pills, pep pills, sleeping pills, tranquilizer pills, one miniature combination Russian phrase book and Bible, $100 in rubles, $100 in gold, nine packs of chewing gum, one issue of prophylactics, three lipsticks, three pair of nylon stockings, Shoot, a fella could have a pretty good weekend in Vegas with all that stuff. Fella could have a pretty good weekend in Vegas with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, the here's Johnny line in The Shining was uh, improvised. I believe, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. That sounds uh, like it. And then um, um, oh, the other fucking... It happened um, to make the final cut. I wonder shoot, why. I just blanked. Oh, yeah. The, the soldier where he's like, I need to make a phone call to the President of the United States, but I need some change for the payphone. Oh, blast. I'm st- still trying to send short... Uh, Operator, hold on one. What, what, I shan't keep you a second. Colonel, that Coca-Cola machine, I want you to shoot the lock off it. There may be some change in there. That's private property. Colonel, can you possibly imagine what is going to happen to you, your frame, outlook, way of life and everything, when they learn that you have obstructed a telephone call to the President of the United States? Can you imagine? Shoot it off! Shoot with a gun! That's what the bullets are for, you twit! Okay. I'm going to get your money for you. But if you don't get the President of the United States on that phone, you know what's going to happen to you? What? You're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola company. You're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola Corporation. (laughs) 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 So then going away from famous lines, but back to a personal favorite. Oh, yeah. My favorite line in heavy metal. The very effeminate villain. You know, you got to do what I say. And he's like, and if I refuse... Well, then you die, she dies. Everybody, everybody dies. dies. The best quote. <laughs> Sounded that, pretty reasonable to me. The best quote in that movie is the cab driver when he gets her back to his apartment. I didn't know whether to believe her or not. Something inside me told me it was a sucker play. Harry, can I sleep with you? Yeah, sure. Sucker play or not, I must have turned around something fierce. Because this dame was going for broke. Or maybe it was her first time with a New Yorker, I don't know. Anyway, nothing can beat good old American know-how. And I was given this broad, the stars and stripes forever. I was given her the stars stars and stripes stripes forever. But the way he says it, the stars (laughs) and stripes forever. (laughs) Nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh, yeah, well, that's you guys I, didn't like Dirty Dancing. I enjoyed I didn't Dirty Dancing, it sucks. but I'm not going to go back to it. No, it's a chick flick. <laughs> it's a total chick flick. It's dude. a total chick flick. It's like Ghost but, Part One. But here's the Ghost thing: there's a handful of like you got to really question my sexuality when I was a teenager because my favorite. I actually do shows, that all the time. That's fine, but I'm saying my favorite TV shows when I was in high school, not movies, but TV shows, were Cagney and Lacey, uh, Remington Steel, and Moonlighting. And those are three very chick-oriented you are really shows. Yeah, we love those shows. Yourself right You're now. something. I know I am, but I'm just okay. saying those three shows. I would be in trouble because I would stay up past my bedtime on a school night to see those to shows. To watch Moonlighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah. Quotable oh. movie, but so for me, it's after after watching Lace. it over and over. You know when he's on the 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 float singing Donkey Sheen, and then uh, uh, Cameron and the girlfriend I forget her name are talking, and she Sloan says Sloan Peterson. Sloan, yeah, Sloan. And she's she's all, what do you think Ferris is going to do after high school? And Cameron says he's going to be a fry cook on Venus. <laughs> you remember that line? Yes. And I'm just like I don't know. That's the line that I really love after all these years. Can, can, well, okay, the guy who plays Abe Fagola, the sausage king of Chicago. Here's, here's another. Here's another great quote though. Sausage the guy who plays Cameron, I can't think of the actor's name off the top of my head, is in Speed. Mm-hmm. And when he's right. like looking for the bomb under the bus. And then he slides down a little, and he's quoting back to, to 
damn. So, <laughs> so Keanu Reeves is saying stuff, and then he's repeating it. And he's like, slides down and looks at the, and he sees the bomb, and he's like, fuck me. And he's like, um, oh, darn. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> he's on Spin City, too. Who's that guy's name? He's a great. He's one of those like not big name. stars, but he's really good in everything he's in. I don't remember his name. He was in that Michael J. Fox TV show where he yeah, that's what just said yeah, Spin City. City, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, speaking of Michael J. Fox, you uh, got Back Ro- to the Future. He's Ro- 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 all one point twenty one gigawatts. One point twenty one gigawatts. Great Scott. There's a catchphrase. He's all Great heavy. Scott. What's what, why is things so heavy in the future? future? Is there a, a problem, problem with the Earth's gravitational, gravitational pull? That's a great line. <laughs> What's the date? November something, 1955. What is it? Here's a red letter date in the history of science. November 5th, 1955. Think about this. How many DeLoreans are there in the, in the past, in 1955? Have you ever thought about this? Because you really start to think well, no, about it. No, you're right, because he goes back okay, there. So listen, okay. And then he goes back wait, to wait, the wait, West wait, and wait, leaves whoa, it whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, in Back to the Future, he travels back, we'll call it D1. Okay. And he's there for a week, right? Okay. Is that right? Right, he's there okay. for a right. Now, during that week, okay, in the sequel, in Back to the Future 2, Old Biff takes the uh, sports almanac. Right. And he goes back and he gives he it to back. Young Biff. Now, he so doesn't, we don't know the exact time that he goes, but we do know that he gives him there's the, not the almanac. What? It's the same almanac. It's the same almanac. It's Made the, the same trip. DeLorean. Right. But their DeLorean is existing. So, is there in two places so at once. DeLorean 2 is there because he gives him the almanac before the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Right. right. So he's there within that week. Well, wouldn't that be a paradox because D- those two things couldn't exist D- in the well, same space? Well, D- D1 is there. Right. Well, it gets now, worse. It gets worse. This is they, point. They travel back to alternate 85, right. realize the Biff screwed things up, so they travel back to the night of the, under the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Right. And so while they're there, that's D3. That's right. Now we got three DeLoreans and there during the same week. During the same time. It basically, the same that's DeLorean on the same at three different points in its own timeline. Right. right. And, and it's it's the same day, really. It's the Enchantment Under the Sea day is the crucial day. Right. And so then he gets zapped by the lightning, travels back to 1885, slides it into the, the, uh, the mine shaft next to the graveyard. And so mm-hmm. D4 is there. At the exact same time. So there's four Marty, DeLoreans. I just sent you back to the future, I, but I'm back, Doc. I'm back from the future. Right. So yeah. on the Enchantment right. Under the Sea day, there are actually four DeLoreans there. But, but one DeLorean at four points in its own timeline. Right. Exactly. The same DeLorean at four different points in exactly. its own Exactly. And, and, and you get to think about it. You know, D1 doesn't have the nuclear power. D2 do you want to have real fun? Now do that Mr. with Primer. Fusion. Do the same thing with Primer. <laughs> Give me that, a Pepsi free. That, there, hey, there buddy, if you want a Pepsi, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, well, then just give me a tab. Right. <laughs> right? There's an entire... Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We're talking about time travel movies. But, but, to uh, trying to follow the, tra- the, the crossover timelines uh, of Primer. Yeah, we'll, anyway, we'll talk about Primer I think we've done a lot of, enough quotes that we could, um, um, we, we could call this... Well, I was trying to think of some more quotes like... Um, yes, this is... Yes. Hasta la vista, baby. Well, yeah, that's a, uh, is that a yeah, bigger quote than we, I'll be back? I th- I'd say it's his almost... That's kind actually, of as big, but not as big. It's a bigger, more well-known line because the I'll Be Back becomes a catchphrase, right. whereas the Asa Levisa doesn't become a catchphrase. Behind the facade of this innocent-looking bookstore. <laughs> uh, there's, there's so many we could do two shows on this, so maybe we should because I Why think we got to wrap so this up. Why so serious? <laughs> yeah. That's a good quote. Yeah. But, like... Uh, just trying to wind it down. No, I just uh, like Batman, the first Michael Keaton Batman, where he's all like, uh, who are you? And he's all, I'm Batman. I mean, that's, that's kind of a memorable quote. Right. Yeah, I've said this before, but do you remember when we thought those movies were good? Yeah, you said it at least. Yeah, three fucking yeah. five foot six, fucking 140 pound Batman. <laughs> fucking bullshit. But that's the point, is that Batman. Batman is a huge Makes man. himself. No, that's the thing, is he makes himself. No. A bit, no, no, no. Christian Bale, uh, as presented Batman, by. Batman, the character, is a huge, enormous man. Yeah, I don't know. He we're is. getting so sad. I thought we were talking about movies. You're going to have to air to my expertise on this one. <laughs> the Batman, the character, is a not a small guy. He's a big dude. You're talking about Batman or Bruce Wayne? Is Bruce Wayne small? I don't know. You have to ask. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyways, another great quote. See now, Superman, where uh, he gets got me. he grabs. Who's got you? Exactly. We remember that. But you see, after watching that movie so many times, it's the ending. 
when uh, Lex Luthor is explaining his plan and he's talking about, you know, the nuclear bomb's going to go off and there's going to be all this new coastline and he's, he's naming off all these new places in California. Hello, new West Coast, my West Coast. Costa del Ex, Lutherville, Marina del Ex, Otisburg. Otisburg? Where's Tess Monster? She's got her own place. Man. Otisburg? It's a little bitty place. Otisburg? Okay, I just wipe it off. That's all. He's right. like, Otisburg? I just love the way Gene Hackman says that. He's like, Otisburg? <laughs> <laughs> Ned, Ned that baby, baby is great in that He movie. is. Right. I don't know that movie's great. And we could literally go on like this for the, the rest of our lives. So The rest of our lives. Yeah. Okay. A, so All right. right. So should we go to the window? Yeah. Go to the window. Or flick your head out and say, I'm as mad as hell. No. I'm not going to take it anymore. I am your father. We are gas, food, food and, and lodging. lodging. We will see you next time. Thank Goodbye. You Bye-bye. Bye. Go to the window. Open it and stick your head out and yell, Take your sticking paws off me, you bitch! Well, no shit. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? What's your name, fat body? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. No, I am your father. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? And I will I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend.